Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. This is the week we celebrate Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, however, is not a holiday only on a calendar. It is the attitude of our heart where we give our gratitude to those with whom we are thankful. First of all, give thanks to God for his love for us and his goodness towards us. This is also a great time to be thankful to those around you. Be thankful for your family members. Be thankful at your job. Speak a word of thanks to someone who has shown kindness and goodness to you. Use this as an opportunity to allow God to express gratitude through your heart and your life to someone else. Now, come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. Have you ever given a gift or a prize or maybe a little treat to a small child? And if you have and their parents are there, you recognize what I'm talking about. You give something to a toddler or a small child that they like, and immediately they're They are attracted to what they have received. Their attention goes away from the giver and is entirely on the gift. Parents will often use that opportunity to teach young children the courtesy of saying thanks. Well, say thank you, and they'll say thank you. (laughs) They will often say thanks without taking their attention off of what they have received. And the only reason they're saying thanks then is because the parents said, say thank you. That tells me that we are not born with an attitude or an understanding of gratitude. We're not born that way. We have to be taught. As I think about this concept of thanks and gratitude, there are some observations I made. We have learned what I've called, number one, the conditioned thanks. And we also have the careful thanks. And then we have the conscientious thanks. The conditioned thanks is that thank that we automatically give because something has been given to us. That thanks comes out of our mouth as a courtesy because it is the proper thing to do. We've not given much consideration, but thanks are the response that's required here. So... I know what I need to do. I need to say thanks. The careful thanks are those that one that was given with consideration. I thought about it a little bit more. That is the thanks that you give when you remember that you may not have said thanks and the person who is the object of that thanks may be offended and put off if you don't. Oh, I think I forgot to tell them thanks. And if I don't tell them thanks, they might be mad or they may not give me anything else. So I guess I better say thanks. We must be reminded to send out the thanks and the thank you card for the wedding gift. Did you send out the thank you card for the wedding gift? Oh, yeah, that's right. We're supposed to send thank you cards or maybe gifts of other occasions, although we don't send thank you cards for Christmas gifts, do we? Somebody give you a Christmas gift, you hardly ever say thank you. You go out there and get them one. Then we have the conscientious thanks. That is the thanks of appreciation that goes beyond the verbal. It is a deep appreciation for the gift or the service provided. It is also an appreciation for the giver 
of that gift of service. That is the thanks that initiate a gratefulness that is never forgotten and is forever appreciated. And some of you can know what I'm talking about. Perhaps someone has gifted you something or done something and you still are appreciative of that. And that goes beyond the verbal. It is the things that will develop an attitude of gratitude in the heart of the receivers. That's that conscientious thanks that's more than just a cursory, courtesy, careful, oh, oh, thank you. I believe all of us respond with a different level of thanks at different times, and sometimes they're appropriate at different times. Now, as we approach this season of Thanksgiving that is represented by a holiday that's put on the calendar, often we go through that time without ever considering being thankful. Long before there was the fourth Thursday Thanksgiving in November set aside, there was a thanksgiving. And that thanksgiving is a remembrance and an understanding of what has been given to us. The Word of God gives us plain and specific instruction regarding our attitude of gratitude. And I want to just go there for just a moment. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning at verse 16, Paul is giving some instructions to the church, and he says this, Be joyful always. Be joyful always. Then he says, Pray continually. And then he says in verse 18, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God. For you in Christ Jesus. Be thankful in every circumstance. The two commands in verse 16 and 17 are always and continually. Always and continually. And that deals with one's time. To do this always and continually. And I want to just give you a side note on Uh, verse 17. Uh, Verse 17 has two words, pray continually. If you ever have any struggle trying to memorize a verse, memorize 1 Thessalonians 5.17. Somebody say, you know a Bible verse? Yes. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray continually. So don't tell me you can't memorize scripture. The command in verse 18 deals with one's circumstances. Christians are to give thanks to God in every circumstance of life. It didn't say for every circumstance. It says in every circumstance. Because here's what God is trying to get over to us, that if we're not careful, the circumstances of our lives will call us to have an attitude of unthankfulness. And when you have an attitude of unthankfulness, you will begin to mumble, grumble, and complain. Then you will have an attitude of a complainer, a person who's ungrateful and will always have this attitude of mumbling and grumbling and complaining. And you can get that attitude as a result of the circumstances you find yourself in. 
So as believers, we are not to be there. One of the things that upset God the most about his people Israel was their attitude of mumbling and grumbling and complaining after all he did for them. He brought them out of Egypt. He freed them when they were crying out, Lord God, do you, have you forgotten us? We are in bondage and Pharaoh is beating us and making us work as slaves and God freed them. They shouted when they got out of Egypt for a little while. They shouted. And then a little bit later, they began to complain. Why did you bring us out here, Moses, into the wilderness? Why did you bring us out here? There's no supermarkets. There's no stores. There's no television. There's nothing out here for us to do. We're just out here in the wilderness. Then God gave them manna from heaven. They shouted, thank you, Lord, manna from heaven. We got food. And after a while, is this all we're going to get? Just manna? I mean, can we get something else? I don't like to eat the same thing every day, Lord. At least back in Egypt, we had onions and garlic. That's what they were saying. Leeks and onions and garlic. We had that back in Egypt, but we're out here on the desert. Did we come out here to die in the desert? And after a while, remember, God got so upset, he sent snakes among them to start biting them and killing them because of their complaining. That's an attitude. And as a believer, God has done so much for us that even though we may have issues and circumstances, he's saying to us, be joyful always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances. One way you give thanks in all circumstances is saying, Lord, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. You get laid off on Friday, say, well, Lord, thank you. It could have been Monday. You get laid off this month, well, it could have been last month. Thank you, Lord God. I'm looking forward to where you're taking me. All right, so you don't want to have that attitude where you just are complaining and murmuring when everything you need, you're just asking his name. Have you heard that somewhere? Or you forgot that already? There are three exhortations in verse 16 through 18. They're not just good advice. There's God's will for every believer, every Christian. Those exhortations, give thanks to God in everything because this is the will of God concerning you. Thanksgiving is a vital element of our worship. We use psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to express our love and our gratitude to the Lord. And as we grow in the application of the Word of God, we must grow in our expression of our praise. When you come into church and come into the worship context, part of the praise and the worship is our thanks and our expression to God for who He is. That's why people rush to get here before His praise starts. That's why there's a line in the foyer trying to get into the sanctuary before we even hit the first note because people are so interested in coming in and not missing an opportunity to lift our voices and to give God some glory and some praise. That's why you can't hardly find a seat in here before 10 o'clock because we understand I'm not just going to look up there and see if they're going to what song they're singing I'm coming to get in on praising God for who he is and what he's done I'm going to lift my voice I'm going to make a joyful noise unto the Lord that's what that's all about 
praise and worship and singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs is my act of worship and thanksgiving unto the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good and his mercies is everlasting. That's not just a song. So you got to get past the words of just looking and reading and start getting in on that whole thing. Oh, I'm giving thanks unto the Lord God, my creator, for he is good. That's when you get into worship. That's when you get into praise. It's not singing. That's the difference between singing and praising. Singing is just mouthing the words. Praising is entering in with your spirit and your heart, with the heart of thanksgiving and blessing the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. I ain't still thinking about what happened yesterday when I come in and begin to say, Lord, I'm coming into your presence with thanksgiving and I'm entering your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. I ain't thinking about yesterday and I'm not thinking about where I'm going after church. I come to bring you my praise. I come to let you know that I know that you've been good to me. I'm letting you know that I know. In fact, you ought to be doing that before you get here. You ought to be warming up in the car. Hallelujah. Before you leave home, you ought to be warming up. Father, just have you a good time. This ought to be between you and God. If this is the only time you ever sing a praise song, you need to start over. This is the only time you bring worship when you come in here, you need to start over. Because I know that you can't come in here and get in right in the middle of the song and, and be connected. You got to be connected before you get here. You don't know any worship songs that you have that just come up saying, yes, Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Go back to what you learned when you were a kid. But you ought to have a worship. You ought to have a praise in your heart because of your thanksgiving unto God. And come in with it. We're coming to worship. We're coming to give thanks. We're coming to give praise. That's what enlightened God's heart. He inhabits the praises of his people because his praise is reflective of our thanks. Thank you, Lord. You've been so good to me. Thanksgiving is a vital element of worship. Ephesians 5.19 says, Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, And spiritual songs, speak to one another with that. (laughs) Encourage one another with that. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Sing and make music in your heart. That's different from being in your head. It's in my heart, this melody that I'm singing to the Lord. It's as a song in my heart that I'm just blessed the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. You ought to be walking around in your house sometime, just you and God, singing a song. If instead of watching all the stuff on TV and all the, the hip-hop wives and the wives of Atlanta, <laughs> all that stuff like that, and you're just trying to sort through all of that stuff, you ought to just say, no, it's going to be between me and God. I'm going to change it. I'm getting a little bit depressed. I'm finna break that spirit of depression. I'm getting, getting a little oppressed. I'm starting to feel a little sad. Well, I'm, I know what to do when I feel sad. I'm going to put on the garment of praise that breaks the spirit of heaviness. I'm going to begin to praise and thank God for what he's already done. 
See, when you begin to do that, the enemy begin to get his little stuff and get on out the way. Because he knows that the Spirit of God is going to be coming any moment when you start praising. Colossians 3.16 says this, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your heart. So I'm encouraging all of us. This is not something that you have to wait to join the choir to do. You do this on your own with songs and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude, whereas in your heart. We need people that have a heart of worship. I came to worship. When you come to worship, you don't have to come to church. See, a lot of folks come to church, but they don't come to worship. They're just coming to the building. The, the building ain't church. This worship is church. I'm coming to worship with worship in my heart. I'm coming to meet with God. I'm coming to, to adore. I'm coming to, to lift him up, to magnify, to adore. And as I adore him up, whatever he brings down to me, I'm receiving it and enjoying it. So I'm enjoying my time with the Lord. This is a joy of the Lord. Verse 17 in Colossians 3 says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We ought to thank God publicly, and we ought to thank God privately. Paul's prayer for thanks of his churches were frequently expressed in his letters, not just in his private devotion. They were clearly intended as a public affirmation of encouragement and continued praiseworthy behavior. Let's praise the name of Jesus. Come on, exalt the Lord with me. Let us magnify his name together, David says. For this, this thankful spirit, Paul says in Thessalonians, is the will of God, is his desire in Christ Jesus. It is the will of God displayed in us, and that's what God wants. God is looking for people who are thankful, who are gratitude for gratitude, who has this heart of thanks and can display that no matter what you're going through. As we contemplate and look back over our lives, we can point out things that we are thankful for. I've encouraged you to take some time to begin to look back and to document, write out some of the things that you've been thankful for throughout the years of your life. Go back as far as you can remember. There are significant things that have happened in your life. What am I thankful for? Write it down. Look at it. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Then you can see what God has done. Make a list. But I want to share with you just a few things about God that we should always remember and then give that conscientious thanks for. These are some things that I just want you to write down. This is why we thank God. Number one, we thank God because he is good. You'll see this refrain throughout the scripture. First Chronicles 16 says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. His love endures forever. Give thanks to God because he is good. God is a good God. He gives good things to his children. 
He's always looking out for us. He's never doing something that's going to be to our detriment. He's always looking to bless us. Even when he corrects us, he's looking to bless us. God is good. I want to thank him because he is good. We don't have to be so scared we're going to run from him every time we hear him because he's trying to mess us up. God is trying to clean us up and get us in the right direction. We want to thank him because his love endures. 41 times in the scripture we see that. His love endures forever. His love endures no matter what. No matter how we respond, he still loves us. No matter what's going on in our life, he still loves us. When we mess up, he still loves us. His love endures forever. We thank him because of his love for us. The Bible says he's demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us when we weren't right. We couldn't get it right. And he didn't wait for us to try to get it right. He says, I'm going I'm to send the sacrificial gift to you even though you don't deserve it, even though uh, you can't be right on your own, but I'm going to send my son to die for you while you were yet sinners. Don't, aren't you glad that he doesn't wait for us to get right before he get right with us? Because he'd still be waiting for us to get everything right. He would still be waiting. Because as soon as we get one thing right, there's something else sticking out that needs to be adjusted. We thank God because of his righteousness. The psalmist said in Psalm 7, I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness and will sing praise to the Lord most high. I will thank God because he is right and he is righteous. He is just and whenever he rules on our behalf, he's going to be right. We don't have to worry about, Lord, you got that wrong. No, no, you got that wrong. You know, if you're standing at heaven's gate trying to get in, and the Lord said, you can't make it because you got too much sin in your life, you're not going to be able to say, Lord, now you're not right about that. He's going to be right. And if you're standing there and he says, come on in, you are righteous. You say, Lord, I don't feel worthy. You may not be worthy, but you are righteous. You've been covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on in. Because he is right. We, we, we give him thanks because of his unfailing love. The psalmist tell us again, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for men. For he satisfied the thirsty and filled the hungry with good things. We thank you, Lord, for your blessings that flow our way. Thank you for your blessings. This is Jerry G. Martin, and I don't know what you've gone through this year, but I do know this. God is able to deliver us out of every trial and trouble that we have encountered. The psalmist said, For the Lord is good, and his mercies endure forever. That means that God is always good, and his mercies is always available to us to help us in the time of trouble. One of the things that's important, especially for those of us who are believers, to do is to give thanks to God. No matter what's going on in your life, there is someone who would trade places with you. Thanksgiving is not just a day that we celebrate. It is an attitude of our heart. We need the heart of Thanksgiving where we open our mouths and bless the Lord. 
I want to take a moment to share with you how you can connect with us at The Light of the World. You can join us on Sundays on our live streaming at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And if you would like to connect with us for prayer, call us at our prayer line number at 281-964-1393. There's someone who will stand by you and pray with you. If we don't answer you right away, leave us a message. We'll contact you. I wanted to remind you that we have our bookstore open to the public at The Beacon. Call us if you need church supplies, Sunday school books, Bibles, communion supplies, offering envelopes, or anything you need for your church services. Call us at 281-441-2885. That's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, may the Lord our God richly bless you. And we'll be with you again next time.